This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Oh, what's this? Zenny's 3D Virtual Try-On. Pretty cool, right? Wait, are those prices real? Do they have glasses for men? Yep, they also have affordable blue light glasses. Seriously? At those prices? Get them all. I like where this is going. Zenny.com. Prescription glasses starting at $6.95. Hello, everyone. It is once again the Texas gentleman Tanner Pruitt presenting to you yet another episode of Radio Tackers. And on this episode, my good friend uh, Mags and myself... Do a quick pulse check on the Premier League, covering various teams across uh, the English Premier League, uh, discussing uh, what the teams are doing well and what they can do to improve. Uh, so make sure to check this episode out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we had a lot of fun because it, w- it was recorded as a live stream on YouTube on Shooting the Sports-ish. So if you haven't yet done so, make sure to hit that subscribe button uh, on uh, Shooting the Sports-ish on YouTube. That would be greatly appreciated. That way so you can get all the episodes of Radio Techers as well as a lot of other great shows. Uh, and if you're listening to this in podcast form, obviously... A subscribe is much appreciated there, and leave a five-star rating and review if you can, please. That'd be greatly appreciated. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Thanks again, and enjoy today's show. Welcome once again, everybody, uh, to yet another episode of Radio Techers. I am, of course, the Texas gentleman with a working microphone, Tanner Pruitt. And as always with me here, uh, my good friend and co-host, literally the hardest working man <laughs> in all of podcasting. <laughs> well, I, I, why is that so funny, Tanner? I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Did uh, Go back and check the intro. I, I think that that's poignant <laughs> enough. Um, my good friend and yours, Mags. Mags, how are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well. Excited. For I hope episode. you are after that intro. <laughs> I am now. Could could do with a smoke. <laughs> 
Indeed. Um, well, everybody, um, I'm happy to be here. I know Mags is happy to be here, too. This is going to be a fun time for, for all involved here today. Uh, we're going to be doing actually a little bit of a Premier League pulse check uh, where we're going to go uh, talking about uh, different Premier League teams. We're going to talk about how they've done so far and what they can do even better as we're about to venture into another uh, part of the season, one of the most difficult parts of the season, Mags. The mm-hmm. holiday stretch. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a mad season. Uh, we can't. It's this is something that just hasn't ever happened before for 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 us in the Premier League. So many goals, so many VAR decisions. Uh, teams that you don't even expect to be uh, in the top half of the table are, are absolutely kicking ass, and teams that you expect to be at the very top are, are struggling. So yeah, it's a it's been a bit of a madness. So we're gonna trying to put a, a little bit of reasoning why what's happening is actually happening. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I think that we're going to try and attack this from a bunch of different angles. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about uh, the, the teams that on the relegation end of things. We're going to talk about the teams that were newly promoted. We're going to talk about uh, the teams at the top of the table. We're even going to talk about some teams that have fallen off the top of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna try and cover as many bases as humanly possible. What I would like to ask of you, if you're tuning into this right now, or if you're you're coming into the, the show live, uh, make sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you're uh, you're watching this show or listening to this podcast. If you're uh, listening to it on podcast form, like, share, subscribe. Uh, tell your friends about Radio Techers. Leave us a five star rating and review wherever you can, uh, wherever you're listening to podcasts. Uh, and if you're watching this on uh, on YouTube, uh, hit the thumbs up button. Uh, hit that. Uh, uh, go to shootingthesportsish.com if you can. There, there, there that's the website. Uh, hit the thumbs up button on YouTube though. Uh, hit the bell for notifications as well. Hit sub- hit subscribe. Just just like it, that little button shows there, uh, r- right next to where Mags is, just right over mm-hmm. there. Uh, just right above Mags, you'll see that subscribe button. Um, so yeah, make sure to uh, hit that subscribe. I greatly appreciate it. We would like to get this uh, show. Uh, let, let's set a goal here, folks. Let's get this show 200 likes. 200 likes. Let's go. Let's go ahead and get that show uh, 200 likes, and uh, let's see if we can beat some of the higher scores here on Shooting the Sports Ish Network. Let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, so Mags, um, where would you like to start? Because you went and like you, you blew me away with how you set up this whole analytical strategy as to how you want to, uh, I guess, dissect uh, this uh, and and tackle this episode because there's a lot that's going on here. Yeah, I, uh, I always kind of have the kind of, uh, mindset of, of be over prepared rather than be under prepared. Um, so I, I took a very uh, statistical. Uh, way of, of looking at why the, the teams are in the positions that they're in. Uh, use quite a lot of different kind of uh, resources to, to get the, the facts and figures out. Um, I'm happy to go with whichever uh, kind of teams you want to start with. Uh, it's, mm. uh, I know obviously we're going to have the majority of the, the people who will be listening to this will probably be fans of the, the big six. Uh, it, that's just... just how it goes uh so we can cover cover those teams if, if you'd like uh or we can eat quite easily go from bottom to top and and and, and run through everybody so free mm. and easy with me sir free and easy okay um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. let's start at the top end of the table 
uh, because I think that's where that's where a lot of people would expect us to to, to start mm-hmm. maybe naturally, and then yeah. maybe we can kind of jump around and and explore different other subject matters here. Makes sense. Um, <clears throat> so uh, surprise, surprise, Leicester City are in first place here right now, mm-hmm. at the top of the league, eighteen points. Um, they've they've got uh, six wins, only two two losses here, Mags. No draws as of yet. Um, Leicester City, I would have not expected them uh, to be top of the table like they are. I think this is actually even more surprising that they're top of the table right now than it was for me when they won the league the last time. Yeah, and if you uh, if you go back to that that season, uh, the 2015-2016 title winning season, after eight games... They they're doing better now than they were then. They were they were three points uh, adrift uh, back in the championship winning season, and they'd also um, scored more. They've scored more goals and conceded less, so they're having a a really good start to the season. Um, they're still very very reliant on uh, Vardy, which uh, which they were back in the in the in the championship winning season. But the the difference between then was they had uh, backup with the likes of uh, Mares who who chipped in with I think seventeen goals that season, where this year we've only the high, next highest score is is uh, Tielemans with three. Um, Percentage wise, mm-hmm. they are actually uh, down on last season by nearly five percent, uh, keeping the ball at fifty point four percent of the time. But they're actually way up from the the championship winning season of uh, with forty four point seven. Uh, so yeah, they they in pretty much near enough all the metrics they they're outperforming the 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 season where they were the best in the league. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think that one thing that you also have to consider too is like that that's that 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 Leicester team that won uh, a, a few years back. They had uh, such a commanding force in the midfield as well. Uh, with N'Golo Conte, who mm-hmm. proved himself to be truly a world-class player that everybody seemingly missed out on. Um, and and uh, I think that you don't really have somebody like that. I mean, you, you do have you uh, you do have some some pretty good players, but not anybody who's like truly world class like Conte was uh, no. in, in that team. Um, and so that's where I'm a little bit surprised. Um, so I guess for me, one thing that maybe I would do differently if I can is to try and pick up uh, maybe uh, another world class kind of maybe forward, maybe maybe somebody who's in that 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 next that next tier range, somebody who could rotate in uh, on the wings or next to Jamie Vardy. Hopefully, mm-hmm. try and pick up. A, a good forward in the in the winter time. It might be difficult to pick up a world class one, but let's, uh, I would say if if you're if you're Leicester City, what do you do uh, to make sure that you win the league this year? I would I would certainly pick up another forward. Yeah, the reliance on on Varda is is it's there for everybody to see. And if he was out for a while or if he lost form, uh, this is a team that you could see really dropping down the table because uh, they don't have anybody else with that kind of goal threat that he provides. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that they do uh, need um, they need some backup or at least someone to to support support Vardy in in, in that forward lineup. Mm-hmm. Do Do you have anybody uh, particularly in mind uh, as to maybe who would go? Mm, like I said, it, it's quite tough because uh, there's mm. 
the the players are way overpriced. Uh, clubs aren't aren't looking to to uh, let let players go on the cheap. Um, plus, you want somebody who who has got Premier League experience, who, who mm. you know that you, you can spend the money and you will get goals. Uh, mm. it, it'd be a risk to uh, to use it on someone unproven. Um, yeah, I've uh, got one. I've, go I've on. got one. Well, so maybe maybe this is a little bit recency bias, or or, or maybe just more bias on my part in general. Uh, Jordan Shakiri. I think that he could be a good forward uh, that could play in multiple different roles up front. And Liverpool are going to need to sell in order to buy a center back right now. Maybe they should look at Jordan Sh- uh, Shakiri uh, to uh, rotate in uh, along with the forward line. Mm, interesting. I mean, would you say that Shakiri is more of a, a goal threat than possibly Harvey Barnes, though? I would say they're probably pretty ag- adequate to each other. Um, it just depends on you know where you would put them. Shakiri did prove that he could also play in it, like as a forward when he played for Inter Milan, though too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, he he doesn't have to necessarily be a winger. Um, he's played as a ten. He's played up front as a striker. Uh, I, I think that he's he's filled. He's put on multiple different hats, even for the uh, even for the his national team. I, I picked him out just because I think he's got the versatility that maybe Leicester City needs. Yeah, um, I mean, he, he would certainly improve the improve the side. Uh, whether he uh, he get enough game time over the likes of Harvey Barnes is, would be mm-hmm. debatable. But yeah, uh, Liverpool <laughs> Liverpool definitely do need to uh, start thinking about where they're funding uh, their then uh, maybe one or two defenders, depending on how many more defensive injuries they pick up over the next few days. Uh, but yeah, he will be a quality hey. sign. <laughs> Fair enough, Mags. Uh, what, what about what about you? What, what would you say? Uh, anybody that you would pick out in particular for current uh, Premier League title leaders, uh, Leicester City? Yeah, I, th- I think the uh, in terms of an attacking. A midfielder, I think that wouldn't be the issue. I think they need uh, a full out-and-out striker, um, and I'd, I'd, it's hard to to kind of think of someone who who'll come in and be at the value that that uh, that they're looking at. Um, maybe mm. someone, I mean, someone like Chris Wood from 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 my neck of the woods, Burnley. Uh, the guy's got heart. He uh, he adds uh, something to the game that that Vardy doesn't have with uh, with his heading ability, uh, and mm. he'd be a good foil for someone like like Jamie Vardy. So yeah, I think Chris Wood would would fit in to the uh, into the Leicester team really well. Yeah, there you go. That's a good shout. Uh, let me see here. Uh, if you're in our chat right now, uh, my good friend and uh, other co-host Stephen from Headlock Talk, he he's in the chat. That's awesome. How's it going, Stephen? Hope you're doing well this morning. Um, I- I'll give I'll give a quick honorable mention here. Uh, Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll is uh, he his time's running out at uh, Newcastle. He would be an interesting fit for Leicester City as well. Not somebody who I would start regularly, but like you said, he would out- offer certainly something different uh, than uh, than what uh, Jamie Vardy would. Mag says hello, hola, hey guys. Uh, Cameron says uh, Cameron Manning actually says hey guys. I'm sorry. There you go. How's it going, Cam? Hope you're doing well. Um, Speak to you soon. Steven, 
Yeah. <laughs> Steven says, international duty is killing me. Um, yes, I agree. International duty uh, does not have the, the same kind of... Uh, mm, uh, the same kind of... Uh, um, there's got to be a French word for it, Mags, a, a word that's far more complex than what's in my vocabulary. Uh, je ne sais quoi. Je, yeah, <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> about uh, about, the, about the, the, the club football in the Premier League. Oh, goodness. Um, let's move on. Tottenham. Tottenham is in the second place spot here. Uh, uh, what, what, what is, what's Tottenham looking like nowadays? I mean, obviously they're in second. How did they get there, Mags? Yeah, we uh, we wrote Tottenham off at the beginning of the season after week day one, uh, when uh, they were they looked a shadow of of former Tottenham teams against Everton, and we we feared that that they were going to struggle. And since then, they've not lost. They haven't uh, lost at all. Five wins, two draws, nineteen goals. Um, yeah, they've been absolutely just destroying teams uh again kind of like Leicester they are they've been heavily dependent on uh Son and Kane but with having that kind of a uh du- duopoly I suppose of, of two strikers if one does drop off the other one's always there to to kind of uh pick up the pieces they've uh retained the ball 54% of the time which is up from from last year and they're also increasing shot output per game uh, from 11 to 13 and getting more shots on target with uh, six on target every every single game. And that kind of, uh, for me, it totally goes against this uh, this uh, idea that uh, Mourinho likes to park the bus and he, uh, he kind of struggles in attack. Um, if, if Tottenham can keep uh, Son and, and Kane um, in form and, and scoring, I think Tottenham could be could be considered challenges for for the league yeah um i i think that's one of my big fears currently as as a liverpool fan is is that you you have this really good informed spurs team and, and we've always talked about the hoodoo of spurs screwing it up right there at the end always being the the bridesmaid and never the bride mm-hmm. um I, I think that one big piece of the puzzle that they tried to go for in the summer, and I think this is a this is where I would say that they need to improve in order to uh, um, to, to make sure that they can take that next step. It, it's actually quite the opposite of what what Leicester City needs. Uh, Tottenham need a a proven center back. Uh, they they lost Jan Vertogen, uh, who was uh, a, a leader in the defense for quite some time. Uh, they tried to go for Milan Skriniar. Uh, Skriniar. Mm-hmm. Did I Screen pronounce you. that correct? Screen yeah, from, yep. from Inter. Yes, I got it. Hit that thumbs up, folks, button. I pronounced that right. Uh, it's going towards that 200. We need to hit 200 likes. Remember that for this video. I want to get 200 likes. Maybe a year from now, we'll hit it. But we'll get we'll get there. Um, but yeah, Screen Yard, that that's who I would say would, would be my ideal candidate to go in uh, at Spurs. Again, probably a little bit too expensive to go in the wintertime. Um, but I, I'd be I'd be on the hunt for a center back if I was Spurs. Yeah, it, that absolutely makes sense. And um, while Skriniar is a, a really good player, I think there's two more players that I'd look at, and I'd look at for any any team that really needs a, a strong defensive lineup. I'd look at uh, Upa Meccano from uh, from Leipzig, and I'd, again, I'm going to go with uh, with the homegrowns. Uh, I think. James Tarkovsky's time at Burnley is done, and there's going to be a lot of our teams in the hunt for him this season. He's uh, he's 
come out and said that he's not interested in signing a new deal with uh, with Burnley at the, the the numbers that they're offering. Um, and I think that pricked a lot of ears up. I know West Ham were interested uh, before the start of the season, but now with teams like Tottenham looking to improve, Liverpool definitely needing to to pick somebody up. I can sense that uh, that he may be on his way up to a, a, a much bigger club. So I would not be surprised. Tottenham uh, tend to like Burnley players. Uh, historically, they've had, they've took quite a few offers. So perhaps uh, Tarkovsky could be heading towards uh, could be heading towards Tottenham. Uh, MGB Wrestling Podcast says that new kid Bale is that his name? He looks good too. <laughs> Bale's fine player. I, I don't. Really he's a great player. I don't think he's had the the best of uh of, of starts with Tottenham, but I think what he's brought in is a uh, a belief in the whole uh, team uh, that that perhaps that this could be their season. I, I, I think he's he's brought in a presence that that mm-hmm. Tottenham really missed. Uh, now he needs to stop watching golf uh, and, and start concentrating on playing football. But yeah, I, 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 he's no longer at Real Madrid. He can't get away with doing that on the bench. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with uh, MGB Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely a very poignant uh, point here. Tottenham looking really sharp uh, as far as attack goes. That's 100% sure. Um, let's talk about... Uh, Let's talk. Let's talk about my favorite club and yours, Mags. Liverpool. They are currently in third place. <laughs> Mags isn't a Liverpool fan. I, I understand. Um, Liverpool in third place. Uh, Mags, how did they get there? Uh, I mean, considering all that we know about Liverpool season so far, uh, they they've been depleted by injuries and COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a special shout to. Uh, uh, Mohamed Salah, who is uh, allegedly tested positive, uh, from and, all and, then, that and then was recanted. The, the The report was recanted literally straight away. So who knows? Well, it, it, I don't know. It was recanted, and then they tested him again. So he had two tests, and then that second test turned out positive as well. From, okay, from what so I read, he's de- so he's definitely got the infection. Then it's a shame, right? He he uh, he was visiting um, his family. His brother was having a wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I, uh, will, uh, say get well soon, Mo, if you're out there mm-hmm. listening, get well soon, uh, you know, to anybody else struggling with this, uh, crazy virus, you know, just stay strong, get well soon. Uh, I, I hope that this is an isolated incident for Mo and not something that his whole family is going through, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it, Liverpool have struggled tremendously this season with things beyond their control mags yeah but on the pitch uh, i think they've done admirably considering the the chopping and changing they've had to do in terms of the defense and the 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 cdm position uh five wins two draws only one loss um scoring 18 defensively not that good because they've conceded 16 uh, and compared to last season, they are underperforming because they were they had a perfect first eight games. Uh, there's there's no way that uh, that 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 drop of six points can can um, it, it it just shouldn't be justified. Um, if if you actually look at the the way they conceded this season compared to the way they conceded last season, uh, they've conceded sixteen goals in eight games. When last season it took twenty seven games. 
to concede those 16 goals. So the problems are at the back. It's as, it's as simple and clear in that. But it's not a lot of it is not Liverpool's fault because they've been just woefully unlucky with our, our horrific long-term injuries. Uh, and the fact that they're still able to keep winning uh, is testament to to how good their uh, their team is and in terms of our, our depth of quality. Uh, going towards uh, the the actual uh, attack, uh, the goals are coming from the the usual suspects of uh, of uh, Salah and, and Mane, uh, with uh, Diogo Jota being a revelation and kind of really picking up that slack from uh, from Roberto Firmino. Uh, possession wise, they've uh, they're a little bit down on last season uh, on fifty nine point one compared to. 55.5 this year uh, but mm. in terms of shots they're actually up uh, with an average of 16.6 this season uh, as compared to 15.6 last season uh, and hitting the same amount on target of 6.1 uh, per game uh, total they've had 133 shots on, on goal which is in eight games is it's absolutely unreal so mm. uh, whilst they've not had the best of time in uh uh, in terms of injuries, they've not let that really affect them in in terms of performances, and they're still getting the results that that they need to to keep in touch with the chasing uh, pack. So I can't really diss them that much. Matt Willis in the chat says Jota is the new Ronaldo. Uh, it, Matt, MG- stop taking crack. <laughs> MGB Wrestling Podcast says. Uh, brutal VAR decisions, VAR decisions against Liverpool. Uh, our Again, fans, even in the chat says, I agree, MGB. I um, think they've, they've had some horrible VAR, uh, VAR decisions, but they've also benefited from some. So it is balancing out with Liverpool a little bit. There's other teams that could feel a little bit more aggrieved than, than Liverpool, I think. Possibly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that uh, was literally. I do not agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it, they they were cost the um, Merseyside derby, uh, you know, by by a ruthless VAR decision. Mm-hmm. They almost were cost the Sheffield United game by some some pretty incredible VAR decisions. Um, no, but I think your your analysis is spot on, right? Like the their their issues are in the defense, but I'm not. I, I'm thinking that it's not even like <laughs> like we we know you and I know that Liverpool are going to go get a center back, right? Mm-hmm. What I think Liverpool needs to to figure out in the winter time is to bring in an an additional defensive coach. I think that you need somebody yeah. who can get in there who can work with Jurgen Klopp, who. Let's be honest, Jurgen Klopp is probably the best psychologist in terms of a manager that that there is in the Premier League. He is he's probably again there with Pep Guardiola as the two best managers bar none in the world. Mm-hmm. I think you need somebody who can come in who can say Klopp, I'm I am like the I'm one of the premier defensive minds in all of world football. You need somebody of that caliber to come in and work with Jurgen on how to make that defense even better. Cause it wasn't this bad last year. Um, so something's happened to where the defense has fallen off. Even when we did have Virgil van Dyke in, even when we did have Joel Matip in, even when we did have Joe Gomez in something's not clicking correctly. Yeah. I mean, we, we spoke about that, um, in in terms of how they ended last season, I mean, I know last season was 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 so crazy, and we had such a we had to have the the long break. But when Liverpool came back, 
in the first game, you could tell they weren't the same kind of defensive structure. Uh, uh, in in the first kind of half of the season, they were very, very solid, um, held a, a almost perfect line. And then when they came back after the break, they, the defence were all over the place and, and people were, were uh, losing their man and, and getting caught in no man's land. And, and yeah, they, they have really struggled to... to maintain that defensive uh, uh, prowess that they had last season. Hopefully, uh, we, when the injuries are sorted or picking up someone uh, with a, uh, a, uh, a little bit more experience, maybe, uh, they can they can certainly put that, uh, that problem to bed. Uh, Matt Willis in the chat making some making some noise here. Uh, Jota is backing up his his price tag. He's doing phenomenally well. Obviously, you and I both agree to that. I would heavily agree um, with that. The uh, Ronaldo take was too spicy for me. Uh, he's also saying Tarkowski should go to Liverpool. I think that you already called that. Um, have, <laughs> have, for Liverpool, that go with either Tarkowski or Ben Watt. I think they should still uh, be looking at Ben Watt. I would. I would almost go with Tarkowski. I would. I, I would almost go with Tarkowski wow. just as a yeah. I, the I, worm I, has I, turned. The worm. <laughs> <laughs> Matt also says Tanner, the man you're looking for is the Tottenham head coach. Parking buses is what he does. No, nope, we, we spoke jo- about that. Jose earlier. Mourinho to work that, with Jurgen Klopp. <laughs> that this season, that reputation is very much unfounded. Uh, they're uh, one of the highest scoring teams in the league. We've got one of the better defenses. Um, th- Tottenham are doing all the things right for me. So, Matt, you are wrong, sir. <laughs> Jeez, you, you came in at him like hard. Like you were, you don't even give him a chance. <laughs> like, like, I'm, I'm, like he's not even typing. He doesn't yeah. deserve a chance. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. Goodness, um, I think that's enough about about Liverpool. Um, another big surprise here: um, Southampton. Southampton is currently in fourth. Mags, mm-hmm. um, I didn't see this coming. Did you? Um, not to the extent of being top four, but certainly uh, quite high up the table because of how informed Danny Ings is. He uh, ended last season red hot. He started this season red hot, and uh, and unfortunately, we've been picking up a uh, a bit of an injury. They're going to have to rely on perhaps Che Adams to uh, to chip in with the goal. Someone who I um, said was. Uh, was not Premier League quality at the beginning of the season. And he has proved me wrong because I think he's got uh, he's got three goals so far. And then with uh, uh, James Ward-Prowse has chipped in with three. So the goals are coming uh, from from a, a lot of different positions. So they're not as reliant on that goal threat uh, of Ings as maybe a Leicester would be uh, with, with Vardy. Uh, they don't uh, take as many shots as... as uh, the likes of Liverpool and, and Tottenham are only averaging 11 uh, a game. But what they are doing is limiting their opponents to shots to uh, less than nine a game, uh, uh, only 69 shots in, in their, their games. Who uh... <laughs> And what what another uh, really interesting statistic is that uh, of their 11 shots, they're getting five and a half of them on target per match, which is, which is really, really clinical. Um, and they're only taking 2.75 shots to get a goal. Uh, and then 
the the one uh, statistic I think that has really kind of uh, helped Southampton climb this table is the fact that they're retaining the ball now more than the, their opposition up from 49% last season to 53% this season. So they're able to to control the game a lot more than they did last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that those are some impressive numbers. Absolutely. I mean, that's showing that, that Southampton's trending, obviously, in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I think one big major, major worry right now for them would be the fact that Danny Ings is currently out on a, uh, on a, a very lengthy injury. Mm-hmm. Um so Southampton quite clearly needs to bolster, uh, I, I would say, the probably the front line um, a little bit more. I think that they, they've got some makeshift options here. They're trying a, a bit of a 4-4-2 formation and, and throwing Theo Walcott uh, more up front because he's now returned to Southampton. Um, but yeah, I, I think they, they probably need a steady alternative to Danny Ings that you can put in there as well uh, for, for, for scenarios like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think they also need a bit of a um, a bit of heart and someone who could win the ball mm-hmm. uh, in terms of headers because uh, historically they've always had uh, forwards that have been quite tall. And and this is uh, with Chatham's, I think uh, is maybe five eight, five nine, and and Danny Ings is not much taller. Uh, they really could do with some heart in the box. So I'd say maybe someone like. Uh, Mikel Antonio from from uh, West Ham would do him a really good job. Ooh. Ooh. He's also really good at being that kind of a, a six yard box bully. Yeah, he's like a bull in a china shop. He's he's very physical uh, in, in terms of uh, being in the box and 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 really causing some damage. So yeah, no, that's a, that's a wonderful shot, Mikel Antonio. Wow, uh, I was gonna say, hey. Let's put in Andy Carroll again. I'm just trying to find excuses to get him out of Newcastle. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's fun. Um, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Um, I guess that rounds out South, Southampton and the, the top four, really. Um, I know if Cam is still in the chat somewhere, Cam, if you're there, if you're listening, let's talk about Chelsea real quick since they're in fifth. Uh, Chelsea... Um, I mean, they're pretty much good all over the pitch as of right now, Mags. They're still growing as a team, though. Yeah, and they're doing exactly what we said at the beginning of the season. They, they've took a little bit of time to to settle in and bed in as a team, but now they've got that experience of playing together. They're, they're scary. They're a scary team to play against. I'd be very, very concerned. Uh, four wins and three draws and one loss in their eight games. Uh, top scorers in the league with 20 goals. Uh, joint second best defence with 10. Um, the best goal difference with uh, plus 10. And the worrying thing is that the goals are coming from all over the park. They've had 11 different goal scorers. Um, flat track bully, uh, Timo Werner leads with four. Uh, but then you've got uh, Zuma and uh, Jorginho with, with three. So, um, actually focusing on Zuma for a little while, he only needs to get one more goal this season and he has equaled his combined output over the the rest of the six years that he has spent in the Premier League. That's a phenomenal statistic from somebody who had all the potential in the world to be a world-beating defender and really kind of struggled with injuries and to, to find his place in the Chelsea squad to now be in arguably one of the, the the top three defenders in the Premier League, possibly in the world. 
Um, in terms of, um, of the ball, Chelsea are uh, a very dominant team, 57% of the ball. Uh, they shoot 13 times a game, uh, with 48 uh, of these being on target, meaning they only take 2.4 shots per goal. Uh, and defensively, they have one of the best records. They've only had 66 shots against them, which is uh, an average of 8.3. And it takes the opponent's six shots to score into them. Um, if you look at uh, the form uh, table, they actually have been unbeaten since week two when uh, when uh, Liverpool beat them. And they've actually picked up 11 of the last 15 points. Uh, Chelsea are definitely a team on the rise and... Um, in the next couple of weeks, I can definitely see him maybe pushing for for top spot. Megs, if you're Chelsea, I don't think that there's much that you need to do to the squad to improve things at this point. Uh, if, if anything, they need to offload. I think they've got a very, very heavy, big squad, lots of wages and players who are not necessarily going to get games. Uh, people like Giroud could do with, with going. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of players. <laughs> I would give Kepper away. I would absolutely <laughs> give him away. He's... You would just be like, "Hey, we are we're we're canceling your contract." Yeah, pretty much. That. How much do we owe you for the rest of the rest of the contract? Get out. We, we want you to clear your lock. Change right the now. locks. Just change the locks and just like when <laughs> when when he turns up to training, close all the curtains and that. Just wait till he disappears. Make him go away off his own back. <laughs> no, they they do have a, a massive squad though, uh, and they could do with uh, cutting uh, some deadwood from there. And they've got some players that other teams could definitely uh, make use of. So, yeah, mm. I, I I think that that's good. I think that that's good analysis here. Uh, Cam is in the chat. He says, "Go Blues! <laughs> We're coming for y'all's asses." Who's whose asses? I don't know who who are you talking about? Burnley? Burnley's, I mean, yeah. They're, 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 I'm they're puckering. I better start puckering. <laughs> oh goodness. Um let's see here. Let's 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 go through a, a few big names here that, that are that are also still on the list. Um let me see. Um, well, we've, I think the next big one would probably be City down in tenth. Yeah, City City would be in tenth. Well, you do have. Yeah, I guess it would be City. I was going to say you you do have Everton there. Yeah, um, I, mean, I think we've already talked about Everton a little bit here. Yeah, I mean uh, they are the epitome of a, a team of two halves. Oh, won their uh, opening four. Uh, and then started. Uh, they got a draw, and then lost three on the bounce. First time in uh, for Ancelotti that he's done that since I think 2006 when he was uh, at Milan. Um, goals wise, they've, they've done really well. Scored 16, but they've also conceded 14, which is uh, which is not good. Uh, Dominic Cavaloon has been the absolute star in terms of goals. Um, got half of their output with eight, uh, but seven of them have come with his head. Uh, they're uh, their uh, possession is up uh, at 52.6% compared to 49 last season, uh, taking a 15 shots per game. Um, they're shooting on target four and a half times per, per game, which means they're scoring uh, with every 2.1 um, uh, shots. 
the the concern is this form though. Uh, if you, if all these stats that have that have uh, um, collated are very much weighted because of those early four games when they were absolutely dominant, they scored twelve in the first four games, and then in the next four they only got four goals. So um, over the next few weeks, if if the form uh, keeps going, the their, their, them stats will balance out a lot more and it'll look a, a lot a lot weaker. Saying that, in the next three games, they should be able to pick up uh, quite a few points. They've got Fulham, Leeds and Burnley, all, all teams that are, well, two of them are definitely struggling and one of them is a very hit and miss team, uh, depending on what kind of day you, you, you play them up against. So the potential is there to kind of uh, rat the ship, uh, but... This uh, and as we spoke about it, is this Everton team was de- very much flattering to deceive, and we always knew the drop off would come. It was just when would it come? Um, Conrad from Everything Pro Wrestling is in the chat. How's it going, Conrad? What's happening? How are you doing? Hello, Conrad. Hope you're doing well. We're talking some Premier League. Uh, so you know, if you're joining the chat, if if, if Premier League is new to you, hit that subscribe button where you get to talk, where you get to hear Mags and I talk about Premier League. Help you get ease into the the, the Premier League product. Uh, it's a good time, great great times had by all, really. Um, Everton, their drop off I knew would come when they would would have uh, to rest Jaimez Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I think that that's obviously when their their drop off was going to come. Uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, great striker. He's probably in the form of his life right now. He's going to be. Uh, very, very, very good. Um, I think the problem is that he needs somebody to feed him regularly. And mm-hmm. Jaime Rodriguez is the best person to do that. When you cut off that valve, then mm-hmm. then you're not you're not getting a goal scorer anymore. Correct. Very much so. Uh, they're crossing the ball way more than they did last season, and he's definitely uh, he's definitely uh, bearing the fruits from it. Uh, and when James Rodriguez has not played, he hasn't got that supply. So you hit the nail right on the head with that. So I, I guess uh, for this diagnosis here, since we're doing a pulse check, uh, I believe the the, the remedy. I'm going to subscribe 50 cc's of a creative midfielder. Uh, an attacking midfielder, somebody who can come in there, who can also take place of Jaime Rodriguez, play with Jaime Rodriguez, somebody who can allow creativity into uh, to flourish with Dominic Calvert Lewin, who is this mm-hmm. goal scoring monster right now. Maybe someone along the lines of uh, someone that uh, uh, Rodriguez has played with before. Maybe someone like Isco, someone like Isco, perhaps, who is also on the the outer fringes of uh, Real Madrid on a mm-hmm. regular basis. Yeah, hmm. interesting. Um, I guess City would be the next uh, club here on the list. Um, surprising to see them in tenth place, Manchester City. Mm. Uh, they they uh, had one of the they, they've had some of the best teams that the Premier League's ever seen, especially under Pep Guardiola. Um, I'm surprised to see them where they are right now. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they they so- invested heavily in defense this uh this summer um but i mean beyond that what 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 do we what what can we do okay so let's let's break down city season so far though um they've played seven won three drawn three uh the the three draws are the exact same amount that they got in the whole of last season uh 
they've conceded nine, which is uh, the 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 joint best uh, defensive record in the league. But they've only scored ten goals, and that's that's unfathomable for a City side. Uh, One point four goals a game as compared to two point seven last season. So they they're getting uh, almost half the amount of goals. Uh, Jesus, Sterling, and Foden have, have got two each, which means they haven't got like a and they haven't been relying on an out and out uh, goal threat like they have with Aguero and like Sterling did last season when he was uh, just in the form of his life. Uh, they control the the ball sixty two percent of the time, which is one of the highest in the league, uh, which makes it even more surprising that that they're not able to to convert that into more goals. Uh, and it's not like they're not taking shots because they've took 103 total shots in seven games for an average of 14.7. Um, and they're actually taking 10.3 shots per goal. Uh, and then even more concerning is out of those 103 shots, they've hit the target 48 times, which means it's taking nearly five shots on target for, for, for City to score, which to me, says that they haven't got a killer instinct in front of goal. You look back at uh, the the some of the records that we've, we've already seen, uh, teams like uh, Chelsea at 2.1. That means Chelsea are scoring twice as often as, as City would. Um, in terms of conceding shots, they, they defensively have been superb. 59 shots conceded uh, for an average of 8.4 a uh, game and uh, with an average of 6.5 per goal. Uh, which is way down on on on, on City's uh, ten point three per goal. Um, it's just the the struggling with uh with with the goals. It's as simple and clear as that. Um, they're conceding a goal every three three point four shots on target. Um, uh, and you've got to also remember that that these goal scoring figures are massively skewed by the the five two loss to Leicester. Uh, mm. where Leicester only took seven shots and all of them were on target. Uh, I mean, this was the only game that that, uh, that uh, City lost, but Leicester was so clinical that uh, it really skewed the, the shots per goal against uh, City down. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the problem is is the forward line, uh, the long-term uh, injury to Aguero has really, really hit them, I think. I, I would absolutely agree. They 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 didn't really like. They've got two two good solutions. I want I want to just jump in real quick here. Uh, Sons of a pitch, an American uh, soccer podcast. Hey, gents, keep up the great content. Thank, Thank you, very you much. Sons of a pitch. We we greatly appreciate that. Um, Matt Willis, uh, surprised to see them there. I guess they're in reference to the city. Happy to see them there. Leave them there. Uh, I would agree personally. Um, <laughs> five nerds go. Uh, Neko Williams injured on Wales duty. Oi. Oh, wow. Is that true? Oh, Jesus. I haven't seen that report yet, but if that is true, that is, uh, that's a heartbreaker, uh, for Liverpool. Uh, I guess, we'll, I guess we know where James Milner is going to be playing for the next month. Uh, he'll be at right back. Um, I, th- <laughs> I think that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's what we're looking at here. Um, Back to Manchester City. Manchester City, they have um, uh, Gabriel Jesus, who's not a like-for-like for Sergio Aguero. Um, you have um, 
uh, Ferran Torres, who has worked out exceptionally well, I think, uh, for, yeah. for, for that position. Um, but again, not Sergio Aguero, mm-hmm. right? I think that that's going to be their long-term, um, uh, their long-term need, and it's going to be very, very difficult because there's very rarely been somebody like Sergio Aguero in the Premier League. He's one of the best of all time. I'm willing to c- concede that here, uh, that he's one of the best of all time in terms of being a striker, playing in that position. Um, City's long-term uh, diagnosis here: you need to bring in a new striker. I would, I would uh, uh, sub- uh, prescribe uh, 500 milligrams of uh, of a new striker is what they need. But with City being the team that they are, uh, they're not going to be happy with uh, a 20, 30, 40 million striker. They want the elite of the elite. So yeah. who would it be? Um, I think they, they kind of almost pinned the hopes on getting messy. Um, and when that uh, kind of fell through, they didn't, they didn't have enough options to uh, to replace him. Would you look at somebody like maybe trying to convince uh, Lewandowski to uh, to come to City? But then you're then you're almost in the same situation because sir, he's the same age as Aguero. And maybe I mean last I checked, I think they're about the same age. I mean I, I feel like you need somebody younger, and I. Okay. I am going to royally hate myself for recommending this. Um, but if I was Manchester City, because I have those deep pockets, I'd be on the phone regularly with the agents of Erling Holland or, uh, or, uh, you know, uh, some, maybe somebody like a, uh, Kylian Mbappe, perhaps I'd, I'd be regularly on the phone with, with, with those two. Okay. I think, uh, Holland may have his heart set on Liverpool. I would love that, but <laughs> again, if I was Manchester City, that's yeah. who I would be talking to. I think Man City could maybe even stump for someone like uh, Lautaro uh, Martinez. That would be another good shout. And Lautaro Martinez, again, pretty big potential. I mean, also I mean, the, Argentinian. He could <laughs> bet in with Aguero. Uh, they could, you know, figure out, you know, the the whole city system together. It'd be great. Um, Steven's agreeing with me, Mbappe. I was kidding. I don't want that to happen. I'm not wanting this to happen. I I would hate for this to happen. I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I appreciate it's, the shout, though, it's, Steven. It's, it's, it's fantasy football that is very best when you're a team like City and you know you can, you can go out and get these huge names. You want all the big players. Hmm. If you're if you're Manchester City, you can afford all the big players. Exactly. Um, we've got a few more to do. Let me uh, let me get this squared away real quick. Uh, Arsenal, very low on the list currently. Eleventh uh, place, underperforming. We had spoken very very highly of uh, of their manager Mikel Arteta. Uh, he's definitely done a lot to improve the league. Uh, uh, and, and, and improve maybe Arsenal's position and mentality as far as the league is concerned. Um, they they they're kind of stuck, maybe even worse than what they were, uh, you know, under uh, Unai Emery. <laughs> yeah, uh, they they're the epitome of, of inconsistent. Um, 
Eight games, four wins, four losses. It, it couldn't get any more split down the middle than that. Uh, out of the, the traditional big six, they're the lowest scorers. Uh, they've uh, only got nine goals and they've actually conceded uh, 10, which I think is uh, is the only one of the big six with a, a minus goal uh, difference. Uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang are obviously the top scorers with three and two, respectively. But Lacazette hasn't scored since September uh, with a, a, a drought of six games. And Aubameyang has actually only got one goal from in play. Um, they they do have the majority of the ball with uh, 52.6%, uh, but they're out-possessed by all the other big six teams. Um mm. In terms of shots, they're very low down on 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 the table with seventy three shots in eight games, which is an average of nine point one. Uh, yeah, they're really really struggling in attack, and they're actually conceding more shots uh, than they're than they're actually taking, which again is the lowest for the the traditional big six, where they are laying eighty eight shots for an average of eleven per game. Um, with uh, form wise, they've had one win and three losses. Uh, in the last four, and they they're really dropping down the table. And this is a team that were top of the league after week one. Uh, they have got some winnable games coming up, but they need to do something very very quickly. They need to get uh, the the strikers firing again because otherwise it's going to be a long hard season for Mikel Arteta. Let, let's be honest, we've had probably different teams leading every week. Uh, since week <laughs> one. So uh, I'll give Arsenal that. Um, <laughs> Apart from Brighton, they've never ever led the, the the top division. The only team in the in the league that has never been at the top of the division is who? Arsenal? No, Brighton. Brighton. Oh, yeah. yeah. We 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 know this. We've talked about this. Uh, Steven's in the chat. He wants us to talk about. Steven wants us to talk about Brighton. It's in the chat. We will talk about Brighton here momentarily. We're almost at the end of the show here, anyway. Um, unless we get stuck on the Manchester United uh, rant, uh, we'll see. Um, for me, what's never made any sense is why you're not playing uh, uh, Yang up front. That 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 has uh, disturbed me and confused me, um, uh, unlike any other decision making that I've seen Arsenal make. Um, mm-hmm. You've got a really great young player in Martinelli who is on the bench for for Arsenal, and he he I remember a game where he was tearing Liverpool apart. I think it was like an FA Cup game or maybe a Carling Cup game. I can't remember exactly, um, but um, yeah, Martinelli is an amazing talent. And he's not getting regular game time. Uh, what I would uh, prescribe uh, as 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 Doctor Tanner here uh, for Arsenal, I would pres- prescribe a 200 milligram uh, slap upside the head of Mikel Arteta because you need to play Albamiang up front and put Martinelli uh, on the wing uh, to his left. That that sounds a good plan. My concern <laughs> for for Arsenal is they've spent so much money uh, on that attacking lineup and they've got. Three potential world beaters in in Lacazette, uh, in Abamyang and, and Nicholas Pepe, and, and all three of them are just not in any form whatsoever. Yeah, I, I and, and I mean that, that's that's great that they have that. Matt says paging Doctor Tanner. Yes, I'm in the building. Um, we, Hi, Doctor Tanner. Arsenal has always had great youth talent. They've always had it. I mean, we can go back even beyond Arsene Wenger. They've had great youth. 
academies, right? Their problem is, is that, they, yeah, exactly like you said, they're playing these players that they they brought in for transfers, massive transfers in some cases, like in like with, with Pepe. Why not rotate those guys out and put in some young kids and make them, and Mikel Arteta make a statement saying, no one's, no one's undroppable from my team. If you, if you want to be here, you're going to fight for your place. Yep. And also play... Uh, Five years ago, says Martinelli is crippled at the moment. How can he be crippled just for a minute? That doesn't make any sense. He's injured, perhaps, would be the proper wording there. Uh, maybe Martinelli is injured. I don't know. But I'm just saying there's examples that we can make here in the squad. You could put in Sokka. Sokka is an, an amazing player who could also play on the wing. Who, um, who had it, a, an, he had a really good start to the season as well. Scored yeah. early on yeah. in the season. And thank you, Five Nerds Go, for agreeing with me. Play Sokka at the left wing. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I appreciate you, Five Nerds. Go, yes, Sokka's a great player. Wow. <laughs> um. Yes. Um. I, I'm not an Arsenal expert. I just want that to be clear, everybody. I, 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 I'm not an Arsenal expert. I don't know who's injured right now for them. Um. Manchester United, Mags. They are the next one on the list. How do you fix Manchester United? <laughs> I, you, I know you've got a really good stat analysis, and I'm sure it's amazing, right? You burn Old Trafford to the ground. <laughs> Just the stadium? Like, you're only wanting to burn the stadium down to the ground. Well, if, if, if you get some casualties, <laughs> it, it happens. Collateral damage. <laughs> Wow, I, I'm an awful, awful human being. <laughs> okay, so, then, so, so you and I both know Manchester United is just a—it's it, a mess. It's an absolute mess right now. This is—it's—it's it's gross. I feel like I already need to shower just because I brought them up, right? Um, I think their problem is—it's at the top of the snake, man. You got uh, I, 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 like, and that's not something that you can just fix. Like they, they just need new ownership. They need to get rid of, of uh, uh, just the entire staff and just start over. Like mm-hmm. they, it's, it, it, Manchester United's only fix is a total rebuild at this point, in my professional opinion. Yeah, I agree. And I think we, uh, we like we've said on, on the show before, we're going to see Ollie be the fall guy, uh, which is a, a, a shame. Um, and I think giving Ollie a long-term contract would actually be good for, for the club because I don't think he's the issue. I think the issue is that he doesn't get the support in terms of uh, the backroom staff. And we've seen this um, historically over the, since the Glazers have been involved with Man United, that they'll bring in a new manager, support him to the hill, get uh, they'll they'll win uh, trophies or they'll, they'll, they'll finish relatively high in the league and then they'll cut off all funding and expect the exact same results the next season. And then when that doesn't happen, it's the manager that takes the blame. We saw that with uh, Louis van Gaal. We're seeing that now with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And it, it's, it's, it's a club that is rotten from within. Uh, but let's go down some stats of, of why they're in this position in terms of uh, on the field play. They've uh, played seven, won three, Lost three, drawn one, uh, only scored 12 goals, conceded 14. 
then you've got Bruno Fernandes and Rashford who are leading uh, the goal scoring charts with five and two uh, respectively. They've uh, averaged fifty three percent possession, which is terribly low for a team like Man United. This is a team that that. Uh, that base their game on on controlling the ball and 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 uh, really like beating teams into submission, and that fifty three percent is actually very skewed by the the games against Palace and Newcastle where they had the ball seventy six percent of the time against Palace and sixty four percent of the time against Newcastle. So take them two games out and they've actually got a negative uh, amount of possession uh, attacking wise. They are a very very gun shy for Man United. Uh, team 92 shots total in seven games for an average of 13.1 now if that sounds comparatively good compared to some of the other teams that we look at but then again you take the Newcastle game out of the equation they took 28 shots in that game Uh, uh, you take that game out and the actual average drops to 10.6 which is just this is Maynard who are usually free scoring it's just it doesn't seem like this is a Man United team to me. And I think we can safely say that we're getting to the stage where they're not a big club anymore. Uh, They've also let in 81 shots on their goal, which is, again, a team that is usually built on uh, controlling teams. They've, uh, they've, They've just been... Just uh, that's an unfathomable number for for City, uh, for United to allow in, in terms of shots. Uh, form wise, they're they're absolutely all over the board, trading wins, draws, and losses. Um, they have got three pretty winnable games coming up with West Brom, Southampton, and then West Ham. But I don't expect them to win them all because they just haven't got the form to do it. So yeah, it's uh, there's all kinds of problems at Man United. MGB Wrestling Podcast brings up an interesting question. My dad wants to know, Darren, when you say average, is that the mean, median, or the mode? Okay, so the mean is where you add them all together and you take the the um, you take the 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 number of the the number total divided by the amount of uh, integers. Then the mode is the most popular number, I think. Oh no, the median may be the most popular number. No, the mode is the most popular number, and then the median is the exact middle point. So if you're doing percentages, it's clearly going to be uh, the... The mean, right? Yeah, the mean. So there you go, Graham. English teacher Graham. There you go. Math. (laughs) Right here on Radio Techers. <laughs> this is this is great streaming content, by the way. Um, oh, we're getting those two hundred likes for damn sure. Two hundred likes for math. Can we uh, or maths? If 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 you're if you're in uh, uh, jolly old England, yeah. maths. Yeah, there you go. Um, thanks for the maths talk, says MGP Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> you're welcome, and th- you thank you, Max. Really. <laughs> um. Yeah, um, what I would prescribe Manchester United at this point here would be uh, uh, 700 milligrams of cyanide. That's what I would recommend. Oh, wow. uh, <laughs> 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 I, I think that you just need to to just burn it, uh, as Seth Rollins would say, burn it down and then rebuild and uh, and, and and go from there. <laughs> I, I agree, and I think that saying there should all be in uh, the 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 coffer of Ed Woodward. <laughs> Allegedly, we're not we're not we're not uh, we are not saying that this needs to happen. We're, this is just well, allegedly for we're the not, basis. Not of the- saying it. 
uh cameron manning let's change the subject real quickly here cameron manning says podfather maths hey that's let's get that trending podfather maths like it um paging mortician tanner yes uh, i am i I am the doctor um (laughs) um Wow, <laughs> this show's gone a little bit off the rails, I would say. It, it, it has, it has. We're almost done, though. I'm, I'm glad that we got Manchester United out of the way. Um, let's, let's quickly speed through here, and, and we are going to try this. Uh, okay. the, the, the bottom five, the bottom five. Uh, let's start with Brighton because uh, I think Stephen may still be in the chat somewhere in here. Um, Brighton. Uh, what do we do to fix Brighton here, Mags? They they could be burnt down for me as well because Stephen picked them over 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 Burnley. So yeah, fuck Brighton. I, I keep telling I keep telling Stephen he just needs to watch the whole season. He just needs to like as as a new fan, as an American fan, you don't have any loyalties to geography. It's okay, just watch the whole season. Pick out a team based on that. You're probably gonna your your tastes will change over the course of the season. This is a very weird season to start watching football, mm-hmm. anyway. So watch everybody, soak it in, figure out what you want to do. I mean, to, I mean to be fair to Brighton, I, I think they're doing uh, the best out of the uh, the bottom five. Uh, there's a lot of positives with Brighton. They've scored eleven and only conceded fourteen. Uh, Mopai has been an absolute star. He's the the only person to get more than one goal. Uh, I think he's got four in total, two against Newcastle and then one against Man United and Everton. So they definitely could do with some sort of backup for for him in terms of, of goal output. They've controlled the ball uh, a hell of a lot for a team in, in the bottom half of the table, 55.8% of the time. They outpossessed uh, Chelsea, Man United, Spurs and Everton. Um, in terms of shots, they're actually hitting uh, uh, way more than than anybody in, in their position should be doing. Uh, I think there's only Spurs and West Brom who are having more shots uh, per game than than Brighton. The issue is uh, is that they're not getting as many on target. They're having a lot of uh, shots that go wayward. Um, they uh, they only concede they've only conceded 57 shots, uh, which is 7.1 per game, which sounds like a, a good statistic. It sounds like they defensively they're doing really well. Uh, but it actually means that they're conceding uh, a goal every four shots, uh, where they're only scoring a goal every 9.8 shots, uh, which it would it should be a worry that. Um, the next four games that they've got are against some big hitters. Uh, I don't expect them to pick up any points against Villa, against Liverpool, against Southampton, against and against Leicester. So um, the, the the next few weeks could be a, a very much of a struggle for them. But I still think that there's enough quality there that they 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 may be able to survive getting dragged into a relegation battle. They definitely do need to improve that goal output, though. I, I would absolutely agree. Uh, Matt saying Brighton will stay up. Adam, mm-hmm. the llama needs to step up more. Yes, I think they do need some more creative output. They do need somebody who can also bring in some goals. Um, let me see here. Steven over at the Headlock Talk account says, I feel like Brighton has a lot of potential. They just uh, yeah. struggle with actually finishing and playing as a unit when it comes down to the front half of the pitch. Uh, I'm also not expecting much. I'm scared for the Liverpool game. 
rightfully so. Yeah. Out, out of the the four games that they've got coming up, I'd be more worried about Villa. I think they're the 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 informed team. I think they're absolutely a ripping teams apart recently. So all four of those games that look scary if you were a Brown fan. Yeah, I mean Villa, uh, they 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 did struggle pretty heavily against Southampton though too. So I mean I no. think that there's there are keys to the castle here, Mags. Um, but they all, being... they also spanked Liverpool seven two. They also beat you're Leicester saying that because I'm here. That's all. That's why. That's why you're saying. <laughs> yeah, but they also beat Leicester at home and they they smashed yes. Arsenal three 0 So yes, they did. They, they're absolutely free scoring. Uh, Ollie Watkins and Jack Grealish are doing so so well. Yeah, let's uh, not forget about McGinn either. McGinn is is an amazing your boy, person. your boy McGinn, oh, boy, my boy. Uh, okay, uh, let's move along. Let's talk about uh, Fulham, Fulham, Tony Khan's club, uh, AEWFC. Um, they are dreadful. Like I can't think of. Mm-hmm. Like, like besides the teams that are in the relegation zone, I actually think that Burnley are a better team than Fulham by by a country mile. Um, but and yeah, you will be correct in that assumption. Um, <laughs> yeah, they've they've got yes. one win and one draw out of their eight games. Uh, they've only scored seven uh, and they've conceded fifteen. Um, Mitrovic uh, and Bobby Reed are leading the scoring charts with two each. They're very, very reliant on the attack, uh, attacking uh, presence of Mitrovic. And that would be a massive concern for me as a Fulham fan because he doesn't have the best of uh, records with injuries. Um, no. Possession-wise, yeah. they uh, they have the ball 53.8% of the, uh, percent of the time, which... That again, whilst it sounds like a good statistic that they they they're out uh, possessing their opponents, the worry is that that it's not it's not equating to more chances and more more goals. It's like they're almost just sat on the ball uh, in the middle of the park. Uh, then you you can double down that that worry with the fact that they're out shooting their opponents uh, from uh, in terms of of, of of shots on goal with 102 of the eight games against the 99 that they've conceded. Uh, there's only Arsenal, Wolves and Palace who actually had more shots against Fulham in, in the games. Uh, but the, the biggest concern is that they haven't faced any of the of the big teams in the league yet. So if you've only got four points out of the matches that they've played and you've got Everton, Leicester, City and Liverpool next, they're the only four points you've got and then you're not looking likely that you're going to get any more. So if uh, teams like West Brom, Burnley and Sheffield are able to pick up points, we could see Fulham at the bottom of the league in the next three or four weeks. Uh, Matt Willis in the chat saying Fulham will finish bottom by the largest, uh, by the biggest margin in history. Uh, Lookman's attempt at a Penanka penalty oh, with that. the last kick is a prime example of why mm-hmm. <laughs> they have players with ego similar to the Villa team who got relegated a few years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's absolutely correct. Um, what I what I would recommend based on this diagnosis here uh, from you, Mags, is uh, it, it is not medication, but rather restraints on Tony. Uh, on his uh, on his Twitter handle uh, because the, the man needs to, to get out of uh, of of the club management's way. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, a, a the the tweet he put out a, about picking up defenders and and not getting the first choice, uh, second choice, third choice, all that stuff. Yeah, it was. You, he he made himself sound like an absolute idiot. Made the club look like an idiot, and made the the management just feel absolutely inept. He made Roy Keane sound brilliant, like and and that's. I mean, Roy Keane is... He, he's a, he's, he's an angry he's, man. He's an angry man. He's hes hes a smart man, but I mean... Uh, like, what? how? Like, like, what did you... Why did you have to go all this way to, to, to say that? Like, there's... Like, that, that kind of behavior online helped nobody. No. Nobody. Um, so yeah, so yeah, um, not, no medication here. I'm, I'm prescribing restraints on Tony Khan. Uh, <laughs> Mags, uh, bottom three, we're almost home. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Brom, okay. West Brom, are ar- arguably, uh, almost as bad as Fulham. Uh, I've, there is some positives for for West Brom. I, I will give them that. Uh, in their eight games, they've the the only points they've, they've picked up is from three draws. Uh, they've got the the joint leakiest defense in in the league with seventeen conceded, and they've only been able to score six. Uh, I think Callum Robinson may be the top scorer with two goals. Uh, they've got uh, an average possession of forty one point two five percent, which is a the lowest in the league, and they actually only got against Chelsea 24% of the ball. Uh, the points that they've picked up have been mainly against uh, their relegation uh, competition with Brighton and, and Burnley, although they did get the point against Chelsea, which was a, which was a, a good point, although they did storm into a 3-0 lead and then got pinned back. Um, in terms of shots, they took 71 over their eight games, which is an average of 8.8. But they've actually had 111 shots on their goal. um, And 52 of those shots uh, came in the first three fixtures against Leicester, Everton and Chelsea. But the the good point that, that they've got going for them is that once this, once they got past those first four games where they conceded 13 goals in the next four games, they've actually only conceded four, uh, which means they, they've really kind of done well to shore up that that big issue of a leaky de- defence. And with, without that, I think they'd be in a much worse position than they are now. And they've definitely got positives to, to, um, to go on from that. But much like everybody in this bottom five or six, they need, uh, they need more goals. They need someone who, who can uh, can uh, get him 10, 15 goals a season. And I just don't think Callum Robinson is, is that kind of player. Yeah, no, I, I, I would absolutely agree. Um, uh, and I think that's going to be the diagnosis from here on out here mm-hmm. is, is, is strikers um, for, for not, not just, um, not, not, not just, not just West Brom, but for for Burnley and and for Sheffield United um, as well. So, so let, let's let's um, let's talk about let's talk about Burnley because I know that they are near dear to your heart, and I want to make sure that that we that we saved them for you because I know there's probably a lot that you want to uh, give diagnosis for here. Okay, um, smaller squad in the league, uh, lowest uh, wage bill. Um, the lowest uh, amount spent in on players. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of positives for Burnley. Uh, they've got the 
three goals, which is the lowest amount of uh, goals scored in the whole of the league. But they've actually got the second best defence in the bottom half of the table, uh, even uh, better than, than Arsenal, uh, with only 12 uh, goals conceded, uh, which is typical for a Burnley side because defensively we are very, very hard to, to break down. Our issues have kind of always been in attack. Uh, we don't. We're never going to be a, a team that produces beautiful uh, kind of flowing football. We're always kind of a, a, a down and dirty kind of team. We we kind of try and bully teams into submission almost. In terms of possession, we uh, we we're actually up on last season with a forty-seven point seven percent of the ball. Um, we actually got uh, mo- uh, the majority of the ball against uh, the likes of Southampton and Newcastle. Uh, we've let in 99 shots uh, in our seven games and actually returned 72, which for a team that doesn't rely on uh, kind of outperforming uh, their opponents in, in front of goal, that's not actually a bad average. Uh, we've got some positives uh, that we're, we're actually able to outstrike uh, free-scoring uh, free Tottenham, uh, Leicester and Southampton in, in their games in pretty much every attacking metric, the uh, total shots, uh, shots on target, shots off target, etc. So there are positives. What we, what Burnley really, really need is uh, we need more goals. It's as simple as that. You just cannot survive in this league with three goals, and we've really struggled because of the the loss of form uh, to Chris Wood. Uh, by this time last season, Chris Wood had had five goals on his own, and his uh, his um, efforts with his head were absolutely outstanding. It was it was up there with the very best. This season, he's, he's really kind of struggled. Um, we need investment, and hopefully, uh, this. Uh, this couple of uh, groups that are looking to take over Burnley can can uh, pull it off before January and we can uh, get some investment and and really build uh, a squad because we've we've really really struggled in in formulating a, a, enough players just to make the team squad never mind uh, players of, of of top quality um so yeah that's that's what we need to do we're likely going to lose Tarkovsky in January, so we definitely need to be looking at, at replacing him. Again, another partner for, for Ben Me. I don't know how many times we can be lucky in the in getting these uh these defenders uh and and, and getting the very best out of them. Hopefully um Sean Darts can keep that kind of run of form up. But I'm confident that we'll do a lot better in the in the upcoming weeks. But yeah, it's Right now, it's not looking good. Matt Willis in the chat says, bring in Pochettino. <laughs> yeah, wow. We could not afford to pay for his, his bootstraps. Well, and, and that's where that's where I'm going to give my prescription here, Mags. Um, based on what you've said, I completely agree 100%. It's down to investment. It's, it's down to putting money into the squad. It's mm-hmm. down to, to bringing in uh proper proper staffing it's it's i mean we we've got to we've got to do a little bit of a rebuild here uh so that's why i'm actually uh prescribing 300 million pounds that's that's what i'm uh preferably sourced from egypt uh so you know um perhaps so i don't know 
500, 300 million pounds is my pr- prescription with uh, the option here to where we can up the di- the, the, the prescription dosage if need be. A repeat prescription, 300 million per season for the next 10 seasons. <laughs> Perhaps so. Um, we'll, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> uh, last but not least, the bottom of the table, Sheffield United. Uh, this is kind of heartbreaking, Mags. I, I I really enjoyed what I saw from Sheffield United last year. They are bottom of the league now, bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. This is this is it's actually incredible uh, that that they have gone down this low. But yeah. um, I mean, here we are. <laughs> I mean, we we again. This is something that we we've, we've spoke about uh, when teams come up from the league. Uh, you either see two kind of uh, ways of playing that they get. Uh, absolutely outclassed by the 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 higher uh, clubs, and they struggle, and they usually get relegated again. Or you'll get a team that that books that trend, brings something new to the league, uh, and really kind of that uh, um, scares a lot of teams. But the next season, uh, they get found out, and they they don't kind of keep up uh, uh, in terms of spending with the clubs around them, and and. Uh, the teams learn to play uh, against their style and, and the, the wheels come off the bus. And that's exactly what's happened with Sheffield. They've uh, played eight and they've only picked up one point. Uh, they've uh, only scored four goals and they've conceded 14, uh, which is a minus 10 goal difference. Uh, and after the opening fixture against Wolves, uh, they've absolutely been dominated in terms of possession. Uh, two games, they've had less than 30% of the ball and the average 37.1% uh, over the, the eight games. Uh, they, they've had 115 shots taken against them and they've only fired back 70. Uh, top scorer Dave McGoldrick has only got two goals. Um, but saying all that, there is a glimmer of hope the, uh, for for Sheffield is that they've they've actually faced three huge teams uh, pretty early on in Liverpool, City, and, and Chelsea. So if they can pick up more points against the teams that are, are mid table and around them, they could quickly climb back up that league. But as of right now, uh, they they must be one of the favourites for relegation. Uh, MGB Wrestling Podcast in the chat. Will Liverpool Wonder Kid save him? Uh, Ron Brewster, obviously, uh, got transferred out. Uh, no, it's it. It would be a tall order to ask Ron Brewster to to save Sheffield United. As much as I love him, I think that uh, ultimately what's going to happen is Liverpool are going to activate some kind of buyback clause and and bring him back to Liverpool. Yeah, um, and and the th- the thing is with with uh, with transfers like that, you can bring in one huge star player. Uh, if he doesn't have the service and he doesn't have the players around him to to kind of uh, play uh, up to the skill level that that he has, he's just going to look like a huge fish in a, a very very tiny pond, uh, and he's he's going to be dragged down to that level because one man can't can't win a game on his own. Well, and and and. And obviously, the the Brewster transfer has certainly benefited Liverpool. But I mean, when you when you look back at it, uh, Sheffield United, from a neutral standpoint, they could have spent that exact same amount of money and brought in a lot more depth and probably mm-hmm. 
close to about the same quality as what they brought in with Brewster and maybe had more of a fighting chance uh, in all honesty. And considering that they'll probably end up selling Brewster back to Liverpool for a fraction of what they bought him for, uh, that's going to be, I mean, that doesn't seem like the best piece of business for Sheffield United. Uh, My ultimate prescription here uh, is in fact relegation. You're going to have to go and get relegated. You know, take take that that little bit of pain and then come back stronger uh, and 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 rework your way back to uh, to the Premier League. You, you got to go back to the drawing board on this one, I think. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, that I'll, that is the the kind of what happens for a lot of teams that get promoted. They do bounce up and down the leagues a lot because they're just not able to to make that massive step up to uh, to the, the the richest league in the in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe they'll maybe they'll be joined by Manchester United too, you know. And that uh, <laughs> one could in hope that, in that adventure. Yes, one can hope. Um, I wanted to thank everybody in the chat for joining us today. I wanted to thank everybody for uh, for 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 talking with us. It was a lot of fun doing this live stream here, uh, Mags. Uh, make sure that all of y'all like, share, and subscribe this uh, to this show here. Hit the like button. We would certainly two hundred likes. We want to get this show to two hundred likes. We want to get this show to 200 likes, all right? That's my Christmas wish. I know MGB Wrestling Podcast, that's his wrestling, uh, his Christmas wish. Perhaps so. My Christmas wish would be 200 likes. If, if y'all can help us out, we would certainly greatly appreciate that. We'd certainly love that for sure. Uh, Matt Willis says, bring back uh, GKBK. There you go. Nah, <laughs> nah that, that's a, it, it's like a Walmart version of Radio Techers. Oh, oh! I think we've. I think we have. I've just uh, killed off two of our our biggest fans. <laughs> Mags just uh, got a dislike button uh, press. <laughs> uh, he, he he earned us at least one dislike for that. Um, <laughs> yes, Matt, we would love to have you back on the show at some point. Uh, I I would like that. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, uh, what was I going with this? Yes, let's let's just bring the show to the end because now my I, my brain is foggy. Uh, anyway, like, share, subscribe, tell your friends about Radio Techers, tell your grandmother about Radio Techers. She, she can share it in in her circle of friends, and then you know we'll just have all sorts of people listening to Radio Techers. Tell every tell all your friends, tell all your family about Radio Techers. We'd love that. Hit have them hit that thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button. Unlike Matt, who says unsubscribe um <laughs> don't unsubscribe don't stay unsubscribe. subscribed stay subscribed um i think and then, i've got uh, a way to redeem uh the, the 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 bad mood in in the in the chat but we'll we'll get to it in a second okay all i was gonna say is make sure to go on to twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Give us a follow there. We'd love uh, to, to have you follow us on Twitter. Uh, and again, we're looking for 200 likes on this video so we can, so so we can, um, I guess, match the record or beat the record. I don't know what the current record is here on Shooting the Sports-ish, but I want 200 likes. That's what I'm asking for here for Christmas. Uh, so, um, Mags, do you have anything else? Where can the people find you on Twitter? Okay. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at good bad cop and that's cop with a k they're an incredibly good football podcast nearly as good as radio techers there we go so that that should placate the bad feeling in in the chat i I think that was very nice of you mags 
I think that was very nice of you. Um, you can find me on Twitter at TexasGentleman underscore, where you see uh, that 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 handle below right over there. Um, you can also find me, obviously, on Twitter at Radio Techers, R-A-D-I-O-T-E-K-K-E-R-S. Uh, also, I do a show on Saturdays here on Shooting the Sports-ish called Headlock Talk. It made its debut yesterday. Go and check that out. The audio was shit, but uh, otherwise it's good. I've got my microphone working today, so all good there. Um, we did a little bit of a preview yesterday for uh, Survivor Series, WWE Survivor Series, so go and check that out if you're a pro wrestling fan. Um, otherwise, um, y'all take care. Be safe out there. Know that we love you. and We'll be back again on Wednesday uh, with Cam Manning, who was in the chat earlier. And we're going to talk about the U.S. men's national team and uh, the future of that team. As uh, Let's be honest, they've underperformed compared to the U.S. women's national team, uh, who are quite successful. Why haven't the men's team been, been, been successful? We've always thought that they were going to do it one day. They've yet to do but it, Max. They never will. I mean, they've yet to do it. <laughs> MGB Wrestling Podcast says audio shit. Great promo. Just being honest, it was shit. Uh, <laughs> but you should go check it out. It's still a good show. It's 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 really not that bad. It's listenable, but it's not as good as what you're hearing here today. I think Mags, you you were there in the chat yesterday. You could attest to that. A great. It was a great time. I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I always do love our um, headlock talk, though. It was a. It's always a good time. Can't wait for headlock yeah. talk. Dark, after dark six. After Dark Six, straight to hell. That's going to be fun. We're going to be reviewing Armageddon 2000. Me, Steven, Mags, uh, Foul Original. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Foul together. Oh, we're going to destroy On on a live stream. On a live stream rewatch of Armageddon 2000. That's going to be great. Um, Anyway, know that we love you. Y'all take care. Be safe out there. And uh, have yourselves a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. Bye.